1: Casting from the top of the rocks, this is News on the Rocks with Patty Steele.
2: So, John Elliott.
1: Yes, Patty Steele.
2: You and I are on a journey together. We got a chance last week, ahead of time, before it was released in theaters, to see the film unhinged with Russell Crowe. And then we got a chance to chat with Derek Bort, who is the wonderful director behind this film. And it was kind of interesting because we got to see it before anybody else saw it. And we also got to see it and talk about it before we saw what happened at the box office. Because what makes this film especially of interest to anybody that's a film lover, everybody in Hollywood, both on the business end and the creative end, is that it is the first major release to hit theaters as they just begin to reopen in America.
1: But the harsh reality is mm-hmm. uh, the geography is working against them. New sure. York, New Jersey, Connecticut, California. How many states don't even have theaters open at all?
2: Those those states, those big cities, Maryland, uh, Washington, D.C.,
1: right. no theaters open. And the ones that are open, you got to sit... You know, it's a 30% capacity.
2: And a room filled with people who are kind of scared to be there. A lot of people don't go because they're frightened. And here we are in hindsight looking back and going, okay, what did it do at the box office? It did $4 million, which for um, a major movie star in a big film doesn't sound like a lot, but it's actually considered really good and really promising because of all of the negatives associated with hitting the movie theaters in these days of the
1: pandemic. $2,194 per theater... Mm -hmm. which again would be considered low, but when you are up against those kind of occupancy thresholds, that's great. And it's the uh, first new wide release in American uh, theaters, and it's number one. Mm -hmm. And it's so far number one for the summer, I think. Yes. Now the competition is coming up, Mm -hmm. but this one really paved the way. Yeah, definitely. And that was why it was so interesting on the day it's opening, we're talking to the director as he's sitting in a car in Virginia In Virginia. and he's hanging out with his family. (laughs)
2: And the guy running this this for us was in Spain, Ah. and the promotion person for the beautiful Elizabeth was on the in situates Massachusetts. Yeah, doing some ironing (laughs) in her aunt's sewing room. Amazing, (laughs) too adorable. And here you and I were sitting in my kitchen, and now we're in a much better location. We're in my basement basement. or the lower level of my mansion. So, Derek Bort, you have driven me to drink. This is uh, actually today we're drinking Kettle One. It's a botanical peach and orange blossom, which is very gentle and sweet, given what I just watched.
0: (laughs) Nice. Nice. Okay.
2: Holy crap. I mean, unhinged. I have never – I don't think – it's been a long time since I've watched a movie where I was just – the whole, I mean, from from like the moment it started, it's, it's terrifying right from the get go.
0: Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the I think that was the goal, and I'm glad that it seems like we've been successful in that. And um, you know, it's uh, it's escapism. You know, I think that hopefully it takes people away from you know all the other things we're dealing with on a daily basis right now. You said that you want this film to start
1: conversations. As to where we are right now, what kind of
0: conversations
1: do you think it will start?
0: Well, I think just based on what I've been hearing, I mean, you know, it, look, th- there's not any sort of big message in this film. I mean, it, it is it is pure entertainment, and and yet at the same time, I do think that it it it, it has sparked some conversations about where we are in regards to civility and 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 taking responsibility or even just apologizing for things and it's like so that's kind of a a great bonus that people have, have said that but really look it's a it's an adrenaline fueled ride is what it is
2: you know what's interesting about it because i was thinking as i was watching is it's, we live in this incredible time right now where everybody's stressed out and freaked out and you just kind of want to uh, lash out at people and And, you know, and it's funny because you do realize how, um, and I don't want to give anything away, but you do realize how important it is to just kind of stop and take a moment to think before you react to things. Not because you're trying to protect yourself from getting, you know, ravaged, but because just what's the point? What's the point in just... Trying to make everything worse, it it only makes your, you feel worse when you make someone else feel bad, I I think. That's at least the way I take it.
0: Sure, yeah, no, I, I,
1: I absolutely agree with that. I have to ask you a question, because I would hate to lose you. But, <laughs> and I know this – no, no, no. no I, I, but, we only just met. <laughs> no, but God forbid something happens to the connection. Oh, <laughs> so I'm just thinking – you know, I'd love to talk about Russell Crowe. I'd love to talk about that 15-year-old kid who was great. I'd love to that talk how wonderful. in the world you did all the car scenes. But now in New York, AMC is not opening. Yeah. In New Jersey, it's very hit and miss. Uh, we did a show on CBS News just today about the gradual reopening. Mm-hmm. What? How? Talk us through the decision of going ahead with the opening and – do you get an asterisk for box office? Because there's no way you have the capacity for box office.
0: Well, look, I think that um, there are people who have a lot more experience uh, than I do as it relates to, to, to distribution. and Mark Gill being, you know, the main one who, who uh, you know, decided this was the right thing to do. And, 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 you know, based on his rationale um, you know, both Russell and I, thought there was some merit to it. And, and, you know, we, we're, we're promoting and doing the things we have to do to help. And, and, you know, uh my biggest thing was like, look, look it's exciting to be the first film out, uh, you know, out of the gates. And, and yet you want to make sure it's being done safely. And I think that that the places where they don't think that they can do it safely are not, are not open. So, you know, uh you know, look, maybe it has an asterisk next to it. You know, that's a, that's a good point, but uh You know, I think that that just based on the rollout in in Australia and and the parts of Europe that are open and how well it's done, you know, I think that, uh, you know, we'll get a lot of eyes on the film and, and, you know, uh, it'll be done in a way that, uh, that, that people won't be risking their health to do so.
2: It's kind of funny because I was thinking about this a lot. I mean... I got like a big giant drop-down screen in one room here. I got like an 86-inch TV downstairs. I still would rather go in to the movies. Theater, yeah. I want to go to the movies. I want to escape. I don't want to hear the phone ring. I don't want my kid to say, "Hey, where's the blah blah blah." I want to go in there. I want to sleep. I love these theaters where you can like, lie back, put your feet up. They bring you wine, and you're watching on this enormous screen. I. <laughs> desperately want a return to that and I kind of feel you know and maybe I I shouldn't say this but I feel like why is that not I just flew back from Colorado on on the weekend there was not an empty seat on the plane either way going coming home why can't I go to a movie theater where they can make sure that I'm only with the people I'm with they can sanitize in between showings, they can separate us, you know, by those big, I don't understand that. What, why do they allow us to get on an airplane filled with people and recirculated air, but they won't allow us to go to a movie theater and just have some, a moment to escape?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, good question. Uh, You know, everything that I've seen as far as what they're doing with the the, the theaters that are open with with reduced capacities at, at 30%. To uh, you know, sanitization between screenings and masks and touch-free entry and and you know you name it. It, it seems to me like it's uh, it, it's far safer than some of the some of the you know airlines that are running and some of the schools that are opening. That's for sure.
1: So you know uh, your movie and uh, this one isn't the only one. They're terrifying, but you I find fascinating <laughs> because if, if, I'm, if I'm reading this, mm-hmm. you're a writer, producer, director. Yeah. So. Before I go way back to your history as a TV reporter, which I find intriguing, as a Hollywood, you know, aficionado, what's more important, the writing or the directing?
0: Wow. I mean, you know, I think that you uh, it's easy to take a great script and and make a horrible movie out of it. But (laughs) I don't think you can make a great movie out of a bad script. So I think it all does start with the script. Uh, not to take away from from you know uh, the effect that my job has on a film or that anybody you know I mean everything's important and uh, you know down to the people who do the final finishing work so um, you know it does start with a good script I think that's a, that's a necessity but at the same time you know like a, it's all important yeah
1: and but I I understand that it was the script that Russell Russell really liked the script the story yeah and and uh, that's what hooked him in
0: what was he like what hey Russell. Russell was read read the script and I think it scared the hell out of him at least that's what he said and and we met and he was kind of you know uh, I think at that point 50-50 and then he he asked me to uh he watched my film American Dreamer from from last year with Jim Gaffigan and and the next day said we you know we need to talk more and he was he loved the film and was very intrigued and and you know we just kept talking and I think that that you know it was just kind of a, the momentum started building and 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 next thing you know he's in he's in you know so I think it was a combination of of everything with, with Russell. At least that's what he says. What was it like to direct the gladiator? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, I mean, look, he, he's, uh, he brings a lot to the table, you know? I mean, (laughs) he's, he's, he's experienced. He's obviously amazingly talented and, 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 uh, you know, it's, it was a very collaborative effort in that, you know, he's the kind of person that comes to work every day with ideas. He, he, um, you know, we're constantly talking about, you know, next, next, the next day's work, the next week's work. And I think, you know, the only normalcy I had um, while shooting this film in new Orleans during hurricane season was, you know, dinners at Russell's house, just (laughs) kind of spending time going through, you know, just kind of delving into the material so that, you know, we, we show up the next day with really, really on the same page. And so look, it was a pleasure to direct him. He really, um, you know, he, he gets everyone on set, including me to, 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 raise raise their game you know i mean he really does kind of demand excellence of himself and 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 everyone else around him
2: i wonder how he at the end of the day i mean i couldn't stop thinking about this as i watched him the rage and the insanity and the unhinged nature of his that personality how do you just go okay that's a wrap see you tomorrow I don't know how you get past that. Cause it's like, I t- honestly, I would not want him to come home to me after filming that movie every day. I would need him to go take a break somewhere. Cause well, that's
0: t-
1: what the vodka's is
0: for.
2: <laughs> that's what this was for. You know, I-, I
0: think he's, he really is such a pro that, uh, you know, we'd be in the middle of, 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 let's say, one of the heaviest scenes in the film and I'm standing off to the side of my monitor and he just finishes, uh, you know, committing some, some awful act and he walks around the corner. And the moment he knows he's off camera, he's cracking a joke to me. And, you know, it's sort of, he really can, can turn it on and off. Uh, you know, he has such a command, I think over, over, you know, kind of what he does that, that I never saw it carry over. Once the cameras weren't rolling.
1: Now let me ask you this as a director that Gabriel Bateman, I think his name is he's, 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 I know he's been in a lot of movies, but this was a very intense movie. And I mean, there was, doesn't, it, those were actual car chase scenes. There was yeah. a lot of, how do you direct a, a minor Man, in adorable. really <laughs> intense situations?
0: Uh, you know, he's, uh, Gabe is incredible. I mean, really very experienced and really just a total pro and, 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 you know, he made my job easier as well. I mean, you know, he, he showed up with ideas and, And we found, you know, we found, you know, sometimes he had questions that we didn't know, I didn't know the answer to, so we found them together. And, Mm -hmm. and really he just, uh, you know, it's great when you, when you, uh, you know, know, 90% of making a film is, is, uh, is casting, you know, when you, when you've got great people that you're working with, it makes it a lot easier on the day once the camera's rolling, that's for sure.
2: I have to say, as a mother of two sons, a little bit older than that, but not too much, I kept watching that, thinking, "Oh my God, how is she going to help him get past this?" At some point in his life, is this this is not based on any kind of a true story? I'm hoping.
0: Oh, <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. I, you have to ask Carl, the writer, about that.
2: Okay, <laughs> I didn't know whether maybe he shared that with you or not, but I oh, was. No, no, I
0: didn't. I, I didn't, I didn't you, there's some things you you don't want to know
2: it's weird because i mean i think if we're all being honest other than john who's the most mild-mannered individual yeah. <laughs> i think we've all been through those moments i mean you drive around the new york area and sometimes you're sitting in traffic and these uh,
1: morons I, on the west side highway I, today i was i was, Unbelievable. I was driving, I'm trying to get yeah. to that the bridge and it's like what well, all of a sudden where's yeah, the right Jeez.
2: i was driving past yeah. giant stadium this was a few years wow. back I'd had a long work day, kids at home, trying to get stuff done, and this moron yeah. goes driving up on the, on the, the what do you call it? The, the median. The, no, the,
1: on the <laughs> right? shoulder.
2: On the shoulder. And I, like, nose my car over so he can't get by because he's not supposed to do that. He starts honking at me. Then he goes around me, and he gives me the finger. I give it back, and I put the window down, wow. and, I, and I said, you don't even want to get involved wow. with me. And he <laughs> drove away. And I went, thank wow. you. Because I wouldn't even squash a bug.
1: <laughs> Derek, you <But>, Derek, <laughs> know that Patty Steele is a beloved radio personality <laughs> in New York. It's it's, just, uh, everybody it, loves. But so. we
2: all can get there. And the scary thing is, all you have to do is in, run into one person who says, Yeah, what are you going to do to me? And then you're you're unhinged and i don't and that really and i think i know you don't want to look at the movie as a lesson but to me that was the takeaway that oh man keep your mouth shut (laughs) i haven't done that in years that was many years
1: ago and if somebody has your wife's phone let him just let him keep the phone so (laughs) hey i've got to ask you this question too because i am fascinated because you are an inspiration to men my age everywhere how did you segue out of T V into art into I mean you were always in kind of the movie business, but what was the deal at Wavy TV? What was that all about?
0: Um, you know, I was a uh I was a feature reporter many, many years ago there and uh, um you know just kind of finding my way and you know knew I wanted to uh to to kind of you know go toward, you know, move towards films and, and, and just kind of, uh, you know, at 20 some years old, that was an opportunity that came up and every day that I had to go out and, uh, and create a story from scratch and, you know, basically write it, edit it, you name it. Um, you know, it was, it was almost like having to do a short film every single day for work. And, uh, you know, it was, it was great training. I think along with, you know, I, I directed a a hundred the commercials after that and, and just kind of, uh, you know, just kept, kept moving towards what it, what it was I wanted to do.
1: And and what is that? What do you want to do? I mean, is this, have you found your happy place? Is it, is it writing and directing?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, I think that, 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 you know, just finding great projects and, and, you know, people that I, that I want to work with, and you know, you spend you spend a year of your life on one of these things under serious duress. So, so you better be working with people that you can get along with when the when the uh, you know when the meter's running or or you know when the bullets are flying. Yeah,
2: I think everybody wonders um, when they look at somebody like you how you what was, what was the moment when you got done like directing a commercial and someone actually said. Yeah, you want to direct a movie how do you make that crossover
0: well I mean I think I, I just kind of realized that the only way it was going to happen was if I had a you know a script that that people wanted that I could I could hold out to direct it because um uh, you know uh it, I wasn't going to get hired to jump from commercials to features so I wrote the Joneses and right. um you know tur- turned down several offers to sell it uh because I really only wrote it so that I could direct it. And, you know, seven years later, we ended up making the film, and, and wow. you know, here, here we are today.
2: Wow.
1: What do you think of, like, this new golden age of, of uh, subscription viewing? I don't even want to call it television anymore. Just streaming. Could you be seduced into a big Netflix project, or do you have anything like that in the work right now that we don't know about?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I've got a few a few irons in the fire, that some of which may end up, you know, s- streaming. But I think, you know, um, uh, I think that... It, it what it what it causes i think a is a is a um a lot more demand for content, which is good yes um you know b- because you've got all these outlets that need need content to stream and um you know i uh, I think certain projects are better suited for for those platforms, you know so I think unhinged was always meant to be a theatrical release, and that's what solstice's mandate is and and you know uh I think that's really where it does play. Play best, but um, there are other projects where you just kind of know that you know uh, a Netflix or something like that is 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 the best place for it to be. So I I absolutely have uh, you know some of those in my sights, and uh, you know we'll see what happens. Do you
2: think that movies are ever going to movie theaters? You think it's ever going to go back to the way it was, or do you think that um, because I mean, look, theaters were having were struggling anyway before the pandemic. And this really, you know, put a silver bullet in them. And, you know, I would love to believe that there is a path forward. Maybe it's a different path forward. Do you ever think about that? Do you have any thoughts about what the path forward would look like if it's going to change?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, people want to be want to be together in that kind of immersive communal experience that, that that is only available via, you know, movie theaters. And, uh, you know, it seems like lately the the, most of the films that end up there are, you know, obviously like the tent poles. And it seems like a lot of films that, that are a lot of, a lot of material that would used to end up in indie theaters that that I used to, to gravitate towards are more likely to end up in, in series these days where, where, you know, they can take chances a little more or, t- or or right. you know, have a, have a small, you know, small but dedicated audience to something. Um, but, you know, I'm sure it'll, it'll, it'll find a way. I mean, I think that people are going to want to go into a dark room and lose themselves for 90 minutes together in some way. And, and, uh, you know, while it might, you know, take a while to, to figure out what the new normal is, I'm sure it will continue to, to exist in some way.
2: I have to say, I, um, in the last couple of years, have become inordinately fond of these theaters. And I, I kind of feel like, you know, it's one thing to walk into a theater and be side by side, jammed in, like you're in, you know, economy class on an airline to watch a movie and your feet are sticking to the floor. And then instead you pay a little bit more, but you go in, you put your feet up and it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like going to live theater. You're willing to pay for this really kind of extraordinary experience. And and for me, these new theaters that they've been opening a lot of, which offer a really kind of terrific luxe experience and a great night out where you can get, decent food and you can get a drink and you can sit back and watch this fabulous film on a big screen. To me, that's, that has become like a really great way to go to the movies.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I definitely, uh, try to find those places, you know, wherever I am when I'm, when I'm, uh, you know, traveling and, and want to go to the movies. I always look to those, those kind of theaters first. And, uh, I, I totally agree with you on that.
1: You know, speaking of traveling, I'm fascinated by what you are doing now, making history as the first major release after an unprecedented pandemic. Normally, we would have red carpets here, red carpets there, red carpets everywhere. Mm. We would have had you on our show in New York. We, I mean, you would have done the, the KCBSs and the uh, WBBMs. How do you go about the business promoting it. of promoting, other than doing this podcast, But how do you go (laughs) about doing what you normally would do to get the word out about a major film?
0: Uh, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, look, I had to finish the film virtually. I mean, I I came back to Virginia when L.A. got shut down and and was working with my composer in Spain and my sound department and editorial in L.A. and visual effect and Vancouver and, and even actors in Australia and just kind of had a real time kind of command center worked out at home in my screening room and, and wait, finished wait, the film. Wait, and delivered. Were
1: you, you were done with just principal photography before the uh, pandemic hit?
0: No, no. I mean, I had a cut of the film done for the most part, but I, I LA shut down and we had a delivery date that, you know, we still had to meet. So, um, you know, there was still work left to do. And thankfully, you know, we figured out ways to, to accomplish it. I mean, I'd always rather be in the room with people, but at the same time, as long as you know that you're, you're looking at the same image and you're hearing the same, the same thing, it's, you know, we we, we figured out that it's doable virtually. and, And I think the same applies to to the you know promotion of the of of a film as well. I mean, Russell's done all the major talk shows yeah. virtually from from his from his farm out in the bush in Australia, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, not as exciting as having him there in person. But at the same time, hopefully, um, as effective as it can be.
2: Yeah, yeah. Wow, man. I, it's a really it's such a weird time, and um, I guess this movie it's it's it was interesting to me because I thought. <laughs> in a sense it is a total escape on the other hand my heart was racing and it hasn't with everything going on it hasn't raced that much <laughs> in a long time so you know I kudos to you if you're trying to frighten me because boy you did a hell of a job
0: well, thanks. No, look, escapism, I guess, can be a lot of different things. I mean, yeah. you know, not necessarily relaxing, but just taking your <laughs> mind off day to day. And I, I think that, that it seems like this film has done a pretty good job of that.
1: What's a Hollywood director like you do now? What? I mean, so we're both members of the Screen Actors Guild. So we mm-hmm. get all the emails about this graduated return to work. Mm-hmm. What is the discipline of your life if this project's done and you still have some handicaps. What, what's, what's like next
0: Tuesday look like for you? Uh, next Tuesday, I'm gonna, um, I'm in Virginia right now, so I'm, I'm, I'm you know, <laughs> spent a lot more family time than I normally do, so uh, probably, you know, go surfing with my 10 year old son or something and uh, um, do a little writing and just kind of, uh, you know, try to try to just keep it going.
2: Is he gonna see the movie? No. <laughs>
0: No, he's not going to see the movie. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be pretty terrifying. What is
1: the oldest yeah. of your family that you will? Lie? Do you have like a beloved grandmother? Will you let her see this movie? <laughs>
0: uh, you know, I think my—I my, mean, my mother says she's going to go see it tonight, and I'm—I'm—you know—kind of uh, skeptical, but uh, you know, we'll see. And, and you know, my teenage daughters are both going to go see it, um, and uh, you know, everyone in between. So I think that they're all excited to to uh you know go go see what the social distancing and and uh, limited capacity theater is going to be like the, tonight. Yeah.
2: Russell was on um, I'm trying to remember what show he's on one of the late night shows last night and I ran back sound on the air this morning talking about the movie and what he said last night was I've already instructed my mother not to see this film. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was very funny. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I, I tried that, but I don't think it's it, it's going to be very effective with my own mother.
2: Right, right. She, you're her baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she'll probably stand up in the theater and tell everyone that's that my she, son. <laughs>
2: <laughs> One thing I I my takeaway from this is that I really need a pair of candy cane scissors.
0: <laughs> they can be very very important, very very valuable. Yes.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're cute. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you so so much. Um, This has been really uh, fascinating and what a journey I guess we're all on but you in particular in your industry you're going to see things change and I guess the important thing is to be flexible and to look for the path forward not regret what isn't uh, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, um, you know, things will things will find a way and uh, to, to become whatever they're going to become. And, and uh, you know, um, I, I'm confident that somehow, you know, we'll uh, we'll get through all this stuff.
2: Yeah, we all love a good story and we all want to be entertained. So it'll it'll happen. We just have to be open to new
1: ways of
0: doing it. Right. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Good luck
1: with the box office too. I think it's great that you're making history and you're finally standing up to it and, and getting the theaters open. I mean, it's very important that we have yeah. new releases to yeah. get in these theaters. Absolutely.
0: Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I hope that uh, you know, hope people come out and check the film out.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Right. And um, enjoy beautiful Virginia. love, love Virginia.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you wanting to talk to me today.
2: Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, thank
0: you. Okay, great. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.